Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Weekly Daily Podcast. My name is Chris, a.k.a. Necronominoms. And I'm your other host, Beck. How you Hello. doing, Chris? You keep catching me there, man. Um, I'm going to keep catching you. I'm going to cut you off every time. <laughs> this is going to turn into a battle. Uh, I'm doing great, though. I'm doing great. How are you doing? Doing pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. Are you also getting snowed in in the next like two days or is that just me? Oh, golly. I hope not. I didn't even, I don't look at the weather, man. If it happens, it happens. We have a warning going from tonight to Thursday. Uh, said something like 20 inches over the course of the storm. That's crazy. So looking forward to that. Well, I mean, hopefully you buy all your groceries ahead of time and you're uh, fine, right? Yeah, we got that uh, Costco card so i just did that today yesterday 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 time is a blur time is a blur yeah i don't see any snow coming in for me in the next like week like maybe one one day but it doesn't sound like a snowstorm yeah i'm very happy for you <laughs> i uh, work from home can't complain yeah uh, we can go ahead and talk about games i would ask you what game you've been playing but i think i already know Oh, absolutely. I abandoned all my friends to play Pokemon, and I made Pokemon friends. You also abandoned me, too, so I'm also included in that. Yeah, absolutely. It's been great. It's been great. That's, I've been playing Pokemon Legend, Legends of Arceus. Um, it, I kept my expectations low, and the game came in above those expectations, and it's very solid. I enjoy it. Um, I don't even know where to start. Um, where to start? <laughs> what, what, like <laughs> you've seen, you've seen some about about this game, right? Like you, yeah, I do. So it does a lot of interesting things from like a gameplay standpoint that are uh, pretty fresh to the franchise, and also uh, kind of improve on some of the gameplay aspects from older games. They do some stuff to almost kind of like gamify the Pokedex, so. Yeah. The way that you had like the Pokedex before was just okay to fill it out, just catch the Pokemon. Yeah, there was uh, scene and catch. Like every mainland Pokemon game, it was like you had a little thing for if you saw the Pokemon before, and then you had like a filled out Pokeball if you caught it. Yeah. So in this game, it's more uh, like okay, catch this many of this Pokemon, you know, do like uh, certain moves with it, I think, and then like, uh, you know, obviously evolve it and stuff like that. Uh, there's a lot of more stuff to do to make the Pokedex full, which kind of is cool. If you're someone who likes doing that kind of stuff, like completing the Pokedex, it gives you more to do. For sure. Than, like, yeah. like, I would stereotypically in like a mainland game, I would like try to fill out it, which filling out a Pokedex meant filling out the region. Not the, I think it's called the regional decks, which is just catching all the Pokemon of that region. And like, you just do that by catching all the Pokemon. It'd be like... 200 or 300 or so however many they want to put in that region and then once you filled that out you would get like a shiny charm which would increase your chances to catch shinies and then you would at some point after you beat the game or after you filled out a certain amount of the decks you get the national decks which is like the rest of the pokemon from the rest of the regions um but in this one yeah you're, you're right it is very interesting how they gamified it um to give an example like you said like catching it or seeing it do certain moves there's um catching it uh catching it unseen beating a Pokemon, beating a Pokemon in a specific way, the Pokemon using moves, and then Pokemon using, like, um, agile or strong stance, and then evolving it. And, like, 
as long as you do get 10 points within that uh, Pokemon's entry, it would fill out. And a point is like doing certain things multiple times. It might be like catch the Pokemon once, catch the Pokemon three times, catch the Pokemon five times, catch the Pokemon 20 times. And each one of those is a separate amount of points, which is really cool. I like it. Yeah, it does make it interesting from a gameplay standpoint. Um, obviously, like you said, having the different styles, too, that's a new thing. Yeah. Uh, does kind of vary gameplay up a little bit. How's your experience been with that? Uh, it's great. I like it because, like, I think this game is strictly going to be a single player game. So, like, it's nothing that'll carry over. Like, obviously, this is not a main line line game. It's a side game. So nothing really is going to translate to, the, like, any main lane games. Like, I don't even know if these new Pokemon will get. But, like, as far as agile style and strong style go... Uh, I've been, like, bodied by it before, where, like, I'll be fighting a Pokemon or even, like, a, another trainer, which there's not a lot of trainer battles in this, which is fine. But, like, they'll be, like, agile style, and then they'll get another turn, and then they'll strong style me and kill me, <laughs> which is, is just, like, oh, cool. Like, normally Pokemon games aren't challenging, but that's cool, I guess. But, like, the worst I've had it is where, like, they'll <laughs> agile style, kill my Pokemon, and then they'll still have priority, which is a whole new thing in this game. Like, normally Pokemon games are a back and forth. Like, you attack, they attack. You attack, they attack. And they take out your Pokemon, then it's then your, your, then your new Pokemon comes out. This one's like, if they have higher priority, they can attack as soon as your next Pokemon comes out and just kill it. <laughs> which is like, oh dear, that's rough. Like, I've, I've had people just, like, Pokemon take out, like, three of my Pokemon, one after another, and I don't even get to attack. And I'm like, I, personally, I enjoy that because I like some difficulty in my games, but... You can kind of do the same thing by using a fast Pokemon, using Agile stance a lot. Um, so people know whenever they do these stances, they, you get these stances by mastering a move, which your Pokemon just masters a move uh, just by leveling up. And the, as long as it's a move that they just innately know from leveling, you can they can master it. Or you go to the, the trainer who can teach you new moves to that Pokemon, and then she can teach you a way to master those moves using a mastering seed, I think is what it's called. Um, it's pretty cool. I like it. Yeah, it does open up a lot of opportunities, and it does seem to have a bit more, add more to the difficulty of it with uh, Pokemon having an easier time sweeping you if they want, almost. <laughs> or you could sweep them back. Right, um, you know, he, it is even, he... but it does catch you off guard if you're used yeah. to the old ways of Pokemon. I, I've noticed, though, like, it actually has a, in, so, like, whenever you hover over a move to use it, say, like, Tackle, it'll say, oh, this has base 40 damage or whatever. And if you, like, Agile style, it'll go down to base 30 damage. But it'll say in a, in a little note, oh, this gives you more priority. So you can pull out the turn order. I think you press plus on it while you're in a battle. And it'll just so show who in the turn order is going. So sometimes whenever you go to that Agile stance, maybe you'll get, like, a double move. Or it'll break up an opponent's double move or something like that. Which is cool, because normally how the, how they phrase it, how you should use it, is you use a move that has like a status effect. Like you'll add your style into like Thunder Wave, and that's like, oh, now you get another move. Then you can use like a harder hitting attack, or even do a, just a, the same attack, but strong style. Uh, which you, it, it'll even represent that it did more damage. So instead of like 40, it'll be like 50 base damage, which is cool. I do want to go back to the Pokedex entry again. Um, yeah. I There was one one little side mission that was like, fill out Magikarp's Pokedex entry, and, like, the ways you could have done it is, like, catch a bunch of Magikarp, kill a bunch of Magikarp, um, see Magikarp do Splash. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. And the Pokedex entries, like, the thresholds for getting a point in each one was, like, 
one, 25, 50, 75, and 100 times. And I was like, oh. And um, So you have to watch a Magikarp splash 100 times? Yeah, so <laughs> within these entries, this counts uh, seeing the enemy Pokemon use it. So what I did is I caught a Magikarp, and I just had them splash <laughs> against each other. <laughs> and splash, if you do not know, has 40 PP, so 40 uses. So like I just turned muted the game and I just watched a stream and I just pressed A the whole time. And like <laughs> you you can't complete it all in one go, so you have to like come back. But uh, I did it and I got a hundred. Um and there's a specific reason, I believe, for there to be a hundred. Like it's a reference to a game, actually. I don't know if you knew this. Uh, I don't think I do. Yeah, there's a there's a like I think it's a like an Android and an iOS game, so a mobile game called Magic Carp Jump. And you just like the Magic Carp just jumps a lot. That, that's all. I am not familiar with that whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, it's just called Magic Carp Jump. Uh, yeah, I think it's a reference to that, is my guess. Um, which I thought was funny. That's the only reason I did it. I thought it would maybe like unlock something special for me or whatever. But, uh, I, you know. It was a thing. I I, I don't want to like go into spoilers or anything for the game, but it's a thing. Maybe you want to do it yourself and see if it gives you something. <laughs> um, I do find it fun that the Pokedex entries are kind of they. If you don't want to look them up, give you hints to evolve some of the new regional based evolutions or typings, which is really cool. Uh, I don't know if I should give an example. That would be a spoiler or not. Uh, I mean, maybe like a. Uh... If you have an example of like a earlier Pokemon, yeah, there, there's like I won't tell you what Pokemon it is, but there it's it's one of the regional based ones. That's all I'll give you, and it's use an attack, a specific attack, twenty times, but also use it twenty times in agile stance or style or whatever, and that is the evolution requirement. And once you achieve that, you can evolve the Pokemon, which I thought was pretty cool because, like, if you look at the Pokedex entry, it has those two things listed as ways to get the Pokedex entry, and you you, you have to like into it and put those together that that is how it evolves, which is weird. Um, there's a few Pokemon that evolve that way, so like if you if you're playing through the game and you notice something like that, that's they want you to be like this. You're you're trying to discover these Pokemon, and that's how you do it, which I thought was really cool. It's a good way to like mix um, gameplay with like gaining the knowledge and everything, which I thought was cool. Yeah, that is pretty nice. Uh, I'm glad that they do that to give you a little bit of a hint. Yeah, because otherwise there's no other way to like, I don't think maybe that someone else hints to you like how to get it. I don't know. Because like whenever I'm playing personally, I I'm just trying to get all the new like regional uh different pokemon like there's no like brand new i think outright pokemon but there's just all regional specific ones and i'm just trying to like use those on my team and figuring out how all those evolutions has been pretty fun um i like i, I like that like that it's it's cool that they added new stuff like that um another thing i enjoyed is like this is the first Pokemon game where I've truly enjoyed just catching a Pokemon, just running around and throwing up Pokeballs. Because in the game, I don't know if you knew this, they just expect you to catch a lot of Pokemon. That, that's what they want you to do. You, you got to catch them all. Yeah. And you like, 
I've caught over like 300 Pokemon, I think. Normally, whenever I play like a mainline game, mainline game, I just want to like, I'll catch whatever I see. But like, as far as my team goes, I'll like form it, form my like unique weird team that's not exactly good, but just I haven't used these Pokemon before. This is what I'm using. And then I probably will only just, I won't go out of my way to hunt a Pokemon down. In this game, I'm like, man, I'm, I'm going to catch this Pokemon 10 times and find different fun ways to do it. Like, uh, like you can do it the normal way and just get into a battle, right? And just, you know, weaken it and throw a Pokeball, right? Right. Or you could just, like, sneak up on it and just bash it in the back of the head with a heavy ball. Yeah, I mean, that is the cool thing about it. Like, that feels like it increases the volume because you don't have to sit there and wait for that uh, to get into battle and then, like, choose the thing to do that. You don't have to wait for it. And like... This game's great because, like, the transition between battle and not battle is pretty fast. Like, there's, I, I talked about this last week where, like, the transition is very smooth. There's no, like, like cold separate thing. Like, you're in an open world, you're fighting in that open world, and you can move around, too. Like, you can run around in the middle of the battle if you yeah, want. Yeah, I've seen that. It doesn't do anything. If you actually get between your Pokemon and the enemy Pokemon, your character will act as if they get hit. That's funny. Yeah, yeah, which is pretty cool. It has to be, like, a physical attack, I think. Right. Um... Yeah, I've enjoyed just, like, also, like, some Pokemon will run away from you if they see you, so you, like, you can, like, crouch and then, like, do a dodge roll between the bushes and they won't notice you. And then, like, you'll throw out a berry, they'll walk to the berry, and then you just, like, use heavy balls, which are pretty, which is, like, not a new thing. They're from old games. They're Pokeballs that have a better efficiency with catching heavy Pokemon. But in this game, they're Pokeballs that don't go far, but they have a better catching rate. They're Pokeballs that are heavy. They are literally heavy. And, like, I just like the idea that you just dropped this, like, two-ton ball on this Pokemon that's, like, eating a berry that you distracted. You just, uh, like, shot put a Pokeball at them. Yeah, like, just black. Um, like, it's, like, in, like, say if you do anger a Pokemon, like, if they're angry, you can't throw a Pokeball at them. Like, they're trying to battle you. Yeah. and Like, it won't automatically initiate a battle. They'll just try to, like, literally knock you out, which does give you, like, a, not like a game over, but you have to, like, respawn. I haven't been knocked out yet, ever, but, like by pokemon at least but like you do lose stuff in your inventory um there's a little multiplayer aspect and losing your inventory strangely enough we'll talk about that later um but like if the pokemon's trying to run at you and you're just like you can either run away from it or initiate battle with it but you could also throw a mud ball at it and that'll just like knock it on its butt and then it will be out of, out of combat for a second and then you could just like as soon as you hit it with a mud ball just throw a pokeball at it and just be like oh well i didn't want to battle you but now you're in a pokeball it's <laughs> it's pretty cool um but the the little multiplayer aspect the only multiplayer stuff in it is trading i've never done it but it's there there's a little vendor for it in the main town and you can like you can get items so you trade in items through i forget what the currency's called it's like it's like a currency for helping other people and how you help other people is whenever they uh a person gets knocked out in the field they lose 10 percent of their items or something like that so like it'll like if you had like forty pokeballs, you'd lose like four or whatever, and like four of everything else or however much, and that bag will be out in the open world somewhere, and you can go and run and pick it up for someone, and then you go to the little, you don't have to go to the, you go in your like you your UI, and then you just send that item to the person, and then you get these little uh, this currency to trade into this person, and the items you trade for are evolution items like uh, fire stones, water stones, uh, a link cable. Which I don't know if you know what a link cable does. You probably don't, right? I mean, 
In real life, I think I do. Well, in Pokemon games, there's Pokemon that can only evolve through evolution, through trade. Trade, it's called a trade evolution. So it's oh. a link cable just subverts that trade thing, and you just so it is it... basically just a link cable, but yes, it just okay. evolves right there. Um, I was like, I know cool. what it is in like the real world, but I didn't think that they would have one in like feudal Japan ish. Yeah, pastimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is pretty cool. Uh, a thing, a strange thing about this game is Pokemon don't automatically evolve. At yeah. All. Yeah, they, they, you have to meet those requirements. Yeah, you. so even if the Pokemon is like, get to level 14 to evolve, the Pokemon will just stay in its in, in your party, and it'll just say, it can evolve now, and you can just press the button, and it'll evolve. Um, some Pokemon have a weird requirement. Like, it has to, certain thing has to be happening for it to evolve, which caught me off guard. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's really cool. I thought that was cool. Um. There's these things called space rifts that I wanted to mention. Oh. Where like little rifts will appear on the map. And they're supposed to be like related to the rifts that got uh that that kind of appear in the sky. Yeah. Which is like a main thing. Um and within these rifts, uh Pokemon that aren't normally in that area will appear. And they'll just like spawn in, like they'll just like lightning will strike and the Pokemon will appear within the sphere. And stereotypically, one Pokemon that's always in the sphere is Eevee. I don't know why, but Eevee's almost always there, which is cool if you want an Eevee. Um, but what's what's also in that in there is like, uh, as soon as you go in there, a bunch of lightning will strike, and it'll the, these items will appear, and they're like, uh, I forget what they're called off the top of my head, but they're they're not plates, but they're little versions of them, and you can that, that's the only place I know so far that you can get them. But you can also get those trade items I was talking about, where you have to trade in the multiplayer currency right um and it's a free way to get those but what's really intimidating about those is that the pokemon that spawn in will spawn in like three at a time so you'll just see like these mighty morph and power rangers just like strike down right in front of you and like be like what up and they'll try to fight you and they'll like start throwing attacks at you and like if you engage in battle with them it'll almost always be a three-on-one or a four-on-one battle which is kind of hard yeah, if there's multiple Pokemon around, you'll you have to fight all those Pokemon if you get in a battle. Yeah, and yeah. Which, which I think is really cool. Like, I'm, I'm sure if you're like a little kid playing this, you're gonna be like, "Oh, that's unfair." Um, it's, I think it's cool. If you yeah. can out level the Pokemon, you'll you might be okay, but most likely you're 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 gonna lose some Pokemon if you're gonna fight that out. You can always just run away from a fight. A cool new mechanic is if your Pokemon gets knocked out, you can just press B and start running. You'll just get that's right nice. out of that fight. <laughs> Uh, I've only been in one circumstance where, like, it immediately threw out my Pokemon, and I don't know why, but it just threw out my next Pokemon. Don't know why. Ah. <laughs> uh. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think it's a solid game. Uh, no complaints, really. Yeah, gameplay-wise, it's pretty interesting. The story is kind of interesting, too, in a way, just because it is kind of a departure from how Pokemon normally goes. I mean, this is meant to be more of a side game, so... Yep. You know, Side not necessarily always, always a weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So like, I mean, you are uh, you are like Team Galaxy, right? Yeah, you are part of Team Galaxy, which is like people who have not always been in the area that you're in, the region that you're in, that they 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 themselves are coming into the region to establish themselves. And you yourself join them. You don't start as part of their team. You join them as a scout member. Okay. 
yeah attack on Titan. <laughs> and then um yeah it's that and then uh a lot of like just people hating you at the for, at first just they they don't like yep. you at all yeah which to me is just like stereotypical like feudal how feudal japan was they weren't really open to outsiders and you are completely an outsider you 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 would come in dressed differently than everybody else whenever you get there they're like who are you you're blatantly not from here <laughs> so like no one trusts you which to me makes sense from a storytelling standpoint that they don't trust you because you're not one of them i'm sure in any ancient times if you just walked into someone's village they ain't gonna trust you <laughs> yeah for sure um but yeah other than that that's weird <laughs> <laughs> uh other than that i think as far as complaints go there is one thing that i kind of understand which is uh something my wife pointed out which is like when she plays pokemon games it's a lot of uh like building up your team and getting to know your Pokemon and stuff like that. It doesn't feel like that's a thing as much in this game. Um, you can like throw out your Pokemon at any time uh, and walk around with them sometimes. And uh, like you can talk to them, but you kind of just like hit a or whatever. And then they just like kind of do a little jump or maybe they do their cry or whatever. And that's it. Uh comparing that to older games like even sword and shield right you were able to have a camp and like make food for them watch them play and stuff like that uh it feels a little weird that they didn't implement something like that from what i can see especially uh, since I mean, there is the ability to just like throw out pokemon whenever you want and just have them next to you in the world with you yeah uh I think Sword and Shield was the only game that had something like that. Like other games had like ways for you to like interact with them to some right. extent. Like so I think starting with Generation Four and the original version of it, not the remakes. Uh, and your little uh, what is a little device that's like you can bring out in the top right of your screen. Uh, the Pokech, the Pocket. Yeah, Pokitech. I don't know that thingy. One of them was like you could tap on the DS, and that would like. You could tap on them to see where their friendship rating was at, and that was kind of like a way to interact with your Pokemon, like in that. And there's also friendship rating. There's that's still a thing in this game, but like I th think Sword and Shield is the one who like that did like the craziest thing was like camping with your Pokemon and making food with them and stuff, which is really cool and special to it. But like I think this has a side game, and they they they, they literally tell you off the bat like <laughs> your goal here is to fill out that Pokedex, like literally discover these Pokemon. I guess it is weird that, like, yeah, um, building up a repertoire with your Pokemon isn't really, like, a big thing. And, in fact, it, it, uh, this is something that she also pointed out, like, it feels kind of like it kind of dulls it if you have to catch multiples of the Pokemon to fill out your Pokedex. Because instead of just having, this is my one, like, Drifloon, mm -hmm. I have to catch, like, ten of these now. And yeah. they, it just dilutes the importance of that one, right? Uh, in, a, in a way, yeah. I, I, I guess if you were only catching one of a Pokemon, but like most people, not most people, I want to say people who like take Pokemon really hard, they do end up catching multiple of a Pokemon or mass yeah. breeding a Pokemon until they get the perfect one, which is starting to become less and less in Pokemon games. Like even this one, even Sword and Shield, you don't have to breed the perfect Pokemon anymore. There's items to subvert that. Right. Um, but, like, technically speaking, if she only wanted to catch one Drifloom, she could and still fail at the Pokedex entry. She just have to catch one 
and then probably murder a hundred hundred <laughs> or or use that one and then use the text like as soon as you open up your pokedex and catch it and then talk to the professor he'll it'll like lighten up all the ways that you can um fill out his that dex entry for that pokemon it'll be like just use whatever attack a bunch of times and it'll fill it out so you technically speaking do not have to catch a bunch of the same pokemon if you don't want to uh, right yeah i i think treating this this game like a mainline mainline game isn't correct yeah i guess I mean, that's what it comes down to is it is just like a fundamentally different game and it does make sense. It's not called like Pokemon. It's called Pokemon Legends, you know, so yeah, that makes sense. Thing. But it yeah. still just feels a little weird to me, um, even taking not taking into account normal like mainline Pokemon games that like like I said, like you can have these po you can you literally throw them out to do what you need them to do. You can walk mm-hmm. around with them in some places like it seems odd that you couldn't do anything with them. You, you uh, could just throw them all out while you're, while you're in the main town. You could throw all of them out. You just yeah. go tap, tab over to one, throw it out, tab over another, and make your little camp there and talk to them all <laughs> if you but want. But I mean, that's and not like talking if, to them is you, just boring, though, because it, it's like well, I said, they um, just do like a little hop or something. And that like you can't like yeah, if you, if you talk to them, them or times. get a response. Yeah, if you I think if you throw out one and then throw out another add another one they'll try to they'll do some type of interaction they might like play around or something uh they'll probably just shout at each other for a second <laughs> uh i okay. whenever i threw I, whenever i was trying to show my fiance a bunch of the pokemon uh i just threw all mine out in like a circle around me and like i was like here's this one like i press a on it or whatever and then she's like, oh, did they interact? So I'm like, I picked one up and threw it at another one. And then they just shouted at each other and the other one like quivered or whatever. And then as I as I did that, I noticed the other ones like fell asleep or whatever. And I was like, that one's just sleeping. <laughs> okay. um, but like, to be fair, if you look at like most other generations of Pokemon, Pokemon interaction isn't much. Like there's like no interaction in red and blue at all. Oh, yeah. I mean, there, there is in yellow. Technically, you could, if you, pressed a on pikachu you would see how much pikachu was happy or sad yeah or dead um <laughs> i think it just left i think it just went into its pokeball if it was knocked out to be fair um right. yeah that's true in a lot of the games where like there isn't technically much interaction like if you only played sword and shield and then you went straight to this game you'd be like why can't i play with my pokemon there is uh like you know a little bit more in some games before that like other than like camping and stuff i mean like you said you started getting some pokemon interaction stuff in like fourth gen or so uh and so there was other stuff that came before sword and shield sword and shield is just the most prominent but it's also the most recent it's the most readily available concept so it's weird that it feels almost like it regressed sort of uh i mean it's like you said maybe you shouldn't compare it to the mainline games but it's also just True. odd to me that's all i i think it's valid like to me i think it's less valid because like if you look at the storytelling point uh the people you are working for do not trust pokemon right no. they live there they're like if you talk to all the townsfolk they're like i don't trust these pokemon they're dangerous they they can hurt you people get hurt all the time they even talk about how you how you'll before you even join team galaxy they're like Either you pass this test or you go out and you die to Pokemon. They they're like very literal about it. That yeah, you're well. They also say you're 15, which is the first game where they acknowledge you're not like a 10 year old. I guess uh-huh. well close because you are still the same 
you, you do look like one of the main line, game, line games, which is Don or uh, Brandon, I think is that his name in Gen 4. Maybe. I might be wrong. But like you, you are those same characters, but they're like, oh, you're around 15. Uh, but like they do acknowledge that you can get killed by Pokemon and that's a real thing that happens and like they're not trusting a Pokemon. So it doesn't surprise me that there's not a whole system to like be friends with your Pokemon. They they even say how you're kind of weird for being able to catch a lot of Pokemon. And they, they say you're weird for even putting Pokemon in Pokeballs. It's uh which is, which is a new concept. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it it is weird in uh context of being a player though, because if you're coming into Pokemon and you know Pokemon, you probably don't think like that at all. Uh to be fair, I didn't even think of it at all until you brought it up. <laughs> that's yeah, like I you, played all the games. <laughs> uh like you usually are as a player, you usually are like Pokemon are friendly, they're your friends and they help and everything. You don't usually come at it with uh these Pokemon are deadly, even though they totally uh, are. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like a lot of like ghost type Pokemon have their Pokedex entries that are like nightmare fuel. But other than that, like, you know, you uh, see them as your friends and you're catching them to befriend them uh, <laughs> yeah, when you're not yeah. dogfighting with them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if, you, so, if you just, you know, suspension of disbelief of you're not professional dogfighting these creatures, like, sure. It is. It sure. is just odd for this game. Like they take a huge left turn on that. Yeah, I to me it doesn't feel like that, but I can see like I can see the point you're making. Yeah. Um, uh, do you have a Do you have anything else about Pokemon? No. Oh yeah, I guess the the one downside that people kind of poo poo about this game is that like the backgrounds do look off. They they don't they do feel like they've been just like drag and dropped sometimes with like a tree or whatever, or just like some plants. If you ever zoom into some like rock textures they look pretty bad um yeah but like that's like to me that's not much at all like i don't care it's a pokemon game it could look better from a triple a title i do believe personally it could look better uh but that's not enough for me to say this game isn't worth playing because of just some background textures and stuff like it's i think it's a really good game i really do enjoy it i i love i almost love it even like as, as far as a game goes like it's very compelling just to run around and play it and crafting and all that stuff we talked about last week. Um, yeah, so if there's people saying don't play it because of some dumb reason, like it looks ugly or whatever, don't listen to them. Right. Um, yeah. All right. Well, I think we talked about that enough. Uh, we can go ahead and uh, go through some news. Uh, probably try to get through some of this fairly quickly. We do have some other games we want to talk about that are upcoming. Um, first off, I wanted to follow up on what we talked about last week with Activision Blizzard. I'm going to try to, uh, skate through this really quickly because we do spend a lot of time talking about them. And honestly, there's not too much to report on, uh, that's changed since last week. Um, just to catch up here, uh, what we talked about last week was, um, the uh, Game Workers Alliance uh, looking to unionize. That's the uh, QA testers at Raven Software under Activision that wanted to uh, unionize. And they did basically set a date that uh, they want Activision to formally recognize their union by. 
Uh, obviously, no one was expecting Activision to accept, and they did decline. Uh, what else we know about them is that they did uh, announce plans to split up the QA testers into different departments. Uh, while that could theoretically be a good thing, because you would want certain QA testers in certain departments, and that makes sense. It was suspicious because of the timing of it being after this whole union announcement. Uh, and it is believed that the split up is to try to dilute them, try to spread them out amongst the company to get them to, you know, not communicate, communicate as much. Uh, we also know uh, that there was a statement by Activision saying that uh, uh, they have a pretty long statement. They basically at some point said they would want uh, the vote that coming up on the unionizing uh, to be for each eligible employee. That's a direct quote. Uh, this sort of heavily implies that what they want to do is get it to where the entirety of Raven software has to vote for the unionization. Uh, originally, it was planned on just the QA testers that would have to do this vote, which would have been very easy. Uh, the QA testers were about 40 people, and about 34 of them were part of the unionization effort, so it would be very easy for them to win that. Um, but if it's spread out across the entire company, obviously you need more votes uh, across the entire company to reach that majority. So uh, it does kind of make it a little harder. Uh, we don't know uh, how the entirety of Raven Software feels, so... We'd have to wait until the vote to see. We don't have a direct time on when that vote is going to be. Yeah, it just seems like, as you stated, they like or we talked about last week that they separated all these these testers and put them in different teams, and now they're just saying, well, now not just the testers, but also everybody has to have to has to vote on this, and it's just like they diluted the vote so much that the, like it's a. Uh... It's a non-answer way to make it so you they get what they want, which is they these um they don't want there to be a union. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, that's exactly right. That's everything we knew uh, as of last week. Uh, not much has changed since then. The only thing was that there were some uh, what appears to be some like anti-union propaganda type stuff coming out. Uh, Jessica Gonzalez, uh, who is the a better ABK founder and organizer, um, she is the one who did the Kickstarter that we talked about a while back. Uh, so she's been uh, pretty heavily involved in the attempts to unionize at Activision Blizzard. Uh, she shared a picture of what appears to be a Slack message uh, from the VP, um, Christian Ahrens. Uh, Really silly Slack message. I don't know if you saw this. I, I have. I, I read. I, I skimmed it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we don't have to go through all of it. A lot of it is just this attempt to kind of like say, oh, we're completely neutral, but also they can't really help you. Uh, some examples. Uh, they talk about, uh, they ask the question, was the union responsible for the company converting uh TEAs to FTEs that's uh basically uh temporary employees, the full-time employees. Uh they said that uh they were converted for business reasons, not in response to or in relation to their views on unionization. Um 
you know, one could debate otherwise. Uh, they talk about, uh, they ask the question, we heard that the union will protect employees and provide employees with job security. Now, this yeah. is the one that mostly pissed people off. Yeah, this one annoyed me. <laughs> this one annoyed everyone. Everyone that I've seen that's read this has uh, been completely enraged by this for good reason their answer is job security here at abk rests with our ability to produce epic entertainment for our fans a union doesn't do anything to help us produce world-class games and the bargaining process is typically not quick often reduces flexibility and can be adversarial and lead to negative publicity I don't know where to begin with that. Uh, <laughs> Let's begin with how they use Epic. <laughs> what? I don't. <laughs> I don't know what Epic Entertainment means. I get like they just like, make like really I, good games. Like they want to make good yeah, games that, is what they're saying, and they're also yeah. implying that the union isn't the way to make those Epic games. This also has another function though, which is to. Uh, try to imply that they're here for the customers, for the people uh, buying the product, and that that's their only concern. And this sort of has the effect of you thinking, well, with all this stuff going on, uh, you know, it seems like the people striking are the aggressors and they don't care about the or the uh, customers. That's what the effect of that is. And that's a lot of times you'll see this where they try to talk about what about the people buying the product? And it's like, well, that's not the employee's fault. No, it isn't. The, the point of the union is to help the employees. Like, the, yeah. So I, it's dumb. Yes. Uh, they say a union doesn't do anything to help us produce world class games. Uh, obviously, nonsense. Uh, and then they point out the bargaining process is typically not quick, often reduces flexibility and can be adversarial and lead to negative pu publicity. They're already there. I hate to... Yeah, yeah they're there. <laughs> <laughs> There's no union, and they're still there. So I don't know. It seems to me that that's already happening. So I don't see how a union's going to hurt this anymore by that standard. Um, I don't even want to give them like the benefit of the doubt or anything. It's just like, no. You're you're already in the bad publicity. Maybe they're trying to say a union would just cause like people to just try to attempt to create more um, bad publicity. Yeah, probably. But like, come on, you brought this upon yourself. <laughs> yeah, they dug their own grave here. I don't have to go through the rest of it. I will point out one more thing, which is the final uh, tally here. Uh, they say here, I filled out the union's form online. Does that mean I must vote for the union in an election if one occurs? They conveniently point out that even though you may have signed a union authorization card, you are not obliged to vote for the union during an election should one occur. So just pointing out, hey, you don't have to vote for the just because you signed the thing doesn't mean you have to, which is true. Uh, yeah, they but are not it's, obligated to do that. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but they also really don't want you to vote for a union so of course they're going to point that out just in case you change your mind you don't have to uh ridiculous oh my god um yeah 
not much else to say about it. It's just another standard kind of anti-union propaganda kind of thing. We wanted to at least come back to this one and mention that things are happening. Yeah, there probably won't be too much to report on until an actual vote goes through, unless they do something completely outrageous. Uh, There probably won't be much else, but just wanted to circle back on that uh, just to see where we're at now. Yeah, and we will epically move on to the next point of news. Epically and entertainingly for our fans. Yeah, that means there's an explosion behind us, right? Because that's how you epically do something. Yes. <laughs> and we don't look at it epically. No, because we're cool guys. Yes. Uh, next, we're talking about Sony. Sony has announced that they are buying Bungie. Uh, the amount is going to be $3.6 billion. Uh, they will remain an independent subsidiary of Sony. And... Yeah, I don't know. How do you feel about that, Beck? So, Bungie, which was originally like not originally owned by Microsoft, or Microsoft acquired them at one point, like which is fine or whatever. And then they Bungie went off on their own after like seven years, and then they signed a signed a deal with who? Activision, right? Exactly. Uh, yeah, jeez. <laughs> yeah, it really. That's that's kind of where I, where I was going here. Is it feels like a really weird like middle finger to Microsoft. Like it yeah. feels like okay, hey Microsoft, remember this company or this uh, studio that used to make your game, and remember how they made games that were under the studio you're buying. Well, we have it now. <laughs> It's, it's like, it's hey, ours. I hooked up with your ex, bro. Like, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I, it makes it odd a... because a lot of people are kind of asking, well, why did you do this? Right. Yeah. Uh, Bungie has pointed out that there will be no impact on Destiny 2 uh, or its upcoming expansion. And any future projects aren't planned to be PS uh, PlayStation exclusives. So it's like, OK, uh what's the point then <laughs> yeah like why 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 did they even acquire bungie like the only conclusion i can come to is that it's kind of like a i don't have a better word a dick measuring contest with microsoft yeah it's a like a pissing contest yeah yeah um because like the only game i know of that they currently do is destiny and there right. are other ones like for anyone freaking out and saying something about halo they don't make halo anymore <laughs> It's not their game. It's it's Microsoft's game. They don't even develop it. So it's just Destiny is their big game. So, and they're not even making it like a PlayStation special thing. It's why did why why did they acquire Bungie? Yeah, the only other reason I can think of is if they know that because they didn't point out uh, talking about future projects. So if they knew that Bungie was coming out with a project then theoretically they could get some money off of that. But I haven't heard of any projects coming up, so maybe maybe yeah, someone has, you know, let us know if you, we're wrong. I think you have a I think you have a point there. They they probably will have something big like announced within the next year. It'll be a Sony thing now, so Right. That's the only thing we can into it from that. Um yeah. I mean there's not much else about it uh, until we hear more. 
uh just a very quick like that happened uh yeah <laughs> we'll have more if they give us more uh last story i wanted to talk about uh before we talk about some of the upcoming games uh, nintendo been going ham with them dmcas i tell you what <laughs> and this is nothing new there's it's nothing new not at all but it's a lot uh so there's a YouTuber named uh, Gilva Sunner who uh, posts video game soundtracks, uh, which obviously includes Nintendo soundtracks. Uh, they posted a tweet recently on the 31st uh, claiming that Nintendo issued copyright blocks against their channel uh, in an amount that was over 1300 They said some of these soundtracks included games like uh, Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess, uh, Super Smash Bros. Melee, and uh, Kirby's Dream Land, just to name a few. Um, they, this also is in line with some strikes that came to this particular YouTuber, uh, in December of 2020. So last December, last December, no, December, December 4 last, sorry. I don't know what time is. December, uh, 2020, <laughs> December, 2020. Uh, they had some issued throughout 2021 as well. And 2019. Uh, yes. And 2019. Uh, the YouTuber themselves, uh, point out something that kind of leads to like why they continue to do this. And it is kind of a problem, which is that they, uh, first of all, they do say that they don't monetize this. Uh, so theoretically it shouldn't be a problem, but then they do say that they're not angry or surprised. Uh, but they do think it's a bit disappointing. There is hardly an alternative. Uh, I don't know if there really is an alternative, uh, I haven't seen anywhere that you can just stream their music or download their music unless you just have their game. That would be the only way I can think of that you can listen to music other than going to YouTube. Yeah, uh, just you have to find someone who just remixed their music now, and that's the version you're just going to have to hear, which is right. kind of sad. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe... There's like a Spotify version of it where you can just download um, a soundtrack of whatever game. I, I guess it doesn't exist. It does not. <laughs> not currently. That's yeah, a, that's so, a problem. So that's all this guy was doing. He was just trying to put out the music so people could hear it. And yeah, it was just probably out of his love for that music. Exactly. Which, when a big company sees that, they're like, no. <laughs> yeah, it, it is odd that they care so much for something that they're not making money off of. And uh, I don't know. I don't know too many people that are just like, I like this music so much. I need to buy the game so I can listen to it. Yeah. Um, and again, I don't know if they're really selling like soundtracks. I haven't seen anything uh, that would implicate that. And then I also there's no like Spotify nintendo where they're making money off of it so it's like on one hand it's like they own the stuff so it's theirs to deal with whatever they want but it is odd that they care so much for something that they're not selling themselves and that other people are not making money off of yeah i, I get that like but this guy wasn't making any money so i, I don't get it there's not much to say about it, but, um, you know, they just need to chill, I think. Like, I don't know. It's a hard situation, but 
at least if you're going to do this author alternative, because I'm in the same boat where I do, they have good music, you know, like mm-hmm. the beautiful music. I love listening to Nintendo soundtracks sometimes like, uh, you know, like even just old Mario songs are fun to listen to sometimes, uh, let alone, you know, obviously stuff like uh, Legend of Zelda has like a lot of good music in it. Uh, and it's very nostalgic to listen to. Uh, I just wish they would offer me a place where I could listen to it if I want to. Yeah, you're just going to have to find one of those uh, Zelda and chill remixes or something like that and hang out to that. <laughs> yeah. Which is sad. Or or you just boot up the game and play the music out of the game. Right, which is hard because if you're trying to pick a specific song, you have to be in that specific place usually. Or that specific fight. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure how these people go about getting this music in the first place. They just probably like rip it from it, or right? they just go into the files and find it. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly how they do it either. Uh, my guess would be they rip it, but I could be wrong. Yeah. Oh, well, I another thing, another reason to not be a Nintendo fanboy. Yeah, they got problems. Yeah, yeah, they, they've done this in the past, where if you'd made any Nintendo content, they would strike your YouTube account and take all your revenue from whatever video, or you have to become part of their family, and you can only make Nintendo videos, which is, is pretty outrageous. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo's a weird one. Big companies being big companies. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's all the stories we got, but I did want to talk about a few of the upcoming games that are coming out, and uh, that's going to take us a minute because we got a few things to talk about. Um, main thing that we got, let's go ahead and talk about Apex, I guess. That is a game that we both play, and uh, they're coming out with a new season soon. Yeah. What What is the new season even called? I actually missed that part. Oh, God. Was it called Renegades? Um... I believe so but regardless um yeah they're bringing back some stuff what is it like a it's like new new map new mode new legend yeah uh can you uh go ahead and yeah. break down those things yeah so the new legend uh, they've been referenced before they, they, they don't know her specific name but they're going with mad maggie i think and this she was like they don't even know what she does yet. They, we just know her name. We've heard voice lines from her. We know that, like, in the lore, she was, like, a friend or an ally to Fuse, which, you know, he's a pretty crazy character. Um, and then we potentially know that she is a recon-based character. So, like, Pathfinder or Bloodhound or Crypto, like those characters. Okay. Um, the map is a is potentially Olympus. Uh, the return to Olympus. So Olympus was the big floating island map, right? Um, so they're they're and what people what people I say what people like what some of our friends really liked was the boxing arena. Oh uh, yes, which which it was is it called the Pathfinders boxing ring or something like that? I don't know. It had something to do with Pathfinder. Yeah, you'd go in and you'd hear his voice lines. Um, and it wasn't exactly boxing. It just meant your weapons and everything got stripped away from you, and you could only melee. Yes, it was a great. It was a great place to just land right off the bat and just fight it out and get some good loot. Yeah, it was good times. 
Uh, as far as like the rest of Olympus goes, I think they're playing around with the idea of the map since it is a floating kind of city of it just kind of like moving and separating as you fight, which would be pretty crazy. Maybe get pretty angry at falling off the map or something. That could be something. Uh, it will. Th there's a new game mode called Control. It's a limited time event, so we don't know how long we'll have it. It's a it's nine v nine, which I think they've talked about how they really don't want to do big more than teams of three but that's pretty cool i guess if you have more than more, more a bigger group than three people to play with uh it's gonna be like a point control type of thing so i think like king of the hill something like that right uh i don't know how long we'll have the event or if it'll be a permanent game mode eventually but so it looks we'll like see. uh that should be for the first three weeks and uh by the way the season is called defiance Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. It seems like for now they're saying the first three weeks. Sometimes they extend it. Uh, it just depends on how well received it is. Uh, they might also just be testing out how people like that kind of thing too. Uh, more yeah, teams. Yeah, I mean they've, they've messed with stuff like uh, the, I think in the previous season they had like that event where it was like zombies kind of. Yeah. Which was pretty cool. That was that was different. Like if you your teammates died, they would respawn as zombies. Which they could only melee, I think, right? Or could they? Could they use their guns? I can't remember. They're essentially like revenant, revenants, ultimates, like little people. Um, another thing is you can infinitely respawn in this game mode. So it's just whoever eventually just keeps control of that point. So that that's pretty cool. There's not many modes where you could just keep respawning, right? If any, if any, yeah. You normally, if you die, you just gotta come back. So uh, there's there there's another thing. Yeah. There's no there's no new new weapon. There's no new weapon for this season. Normally a season comes with a new weapon. There isn't one for this one. Okay. Yeah, that's uh that's interesting. I guess maybe they're running out of ideas or something, or they don't want to worry about balancing a um, weapon right now. Yeah, I think it's they they don't want to balance a new weapon because like recently there was a problem with the rampage. Uh, which is an LMG, but like it's really good. It's got good range on it, and the the ability to insert the incendiary grenade to just have it already be wound up and just shoot really fast was really strong. And there was some glitches with it, and people were saying that gun need changed. But with the change that they did to the um, bug that it had, which was supposed to roll out for this event, they just rolled it out early, and they're actually not going to even adjust that weapon, even though it's still fairly strong. Okay. Uh, one thing I was going to ask you about that uh, limited time mode. Do you know? Uh, do you know if there's like a bigger lobby for that, or if it's just you can queue with up to three people and then you get put in a team of nine? I do not know off the top of my head. That'd be really cool if we we could queue up with a bigger group of friends. Like if you have nine friend, like you including yourself, like a group of nine to just queue up with. That'd be really cool because like that's a problem with that game, or at least for us personally. Whenever we want to play. We have a lot game. of problems with that kind of thing in our friend group where we, we don't necessarily have games for like four people specifically um, yeah. or like four or five. Sometimes uh, we have varying nights where like sometimes we have three, four or five. And so we've had to try to split games accordingly and we just have to like full on stop playing a game. if Someone pops on. So, yeah, we do have that kind of problem sometimes. It would be interesting, but also if it's only there for the first three weeks, that means we ha we only have like three weeks of having someone. 
What, when does this event start? Or this the new season start? Uh, so it should be starting on the eighth. Oh, wow, that's soon. Yeah, wow, really so that's they, they go. next Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, next Tuesday. Wow. Uh, another thing worth noting, even though there's not a new weapon, there'll be some new hop ups. Which oh, hop ups are? Yeah, if people don't aren't like super in the know, hop ups are just those little attachments you get for specific weapons. Um, like it'd be like the split fire, I think it was called. No one uses it. It's it's for the the bow and the thirty thirty where uh, you can press the alternate fire button and now it has like a shotgun like effect. But I personally find it to be pretty terrible, and you're better off just <laughs> just shooting the gun point blank anyways instead of using the that thing. But like a lot of them, a lot of the hops, not a lot. Some of the hop ups are like really amazing. Like oh, the turbocharger probably the turbocharger. Um, literally just makes the gun, the gun, which, which gun does that go to? It's an the LMG, Havoc? like the hat. Havi- I think it's uh, an AR. Technically it's like an energy rifle. Is it the Havoc? Uh, it, it winds so. up instantly. Uh, um, there's another one that's like really good for the wingman. It makes headshots better. Uh, skull splitter. Is that it? Yeah. Skull something. Yeah, but it, it's it's hop up is better. There's one with the bow and like another sniper where like if you time your shots perfectly, they'll be better. Uh, there's one where if you get down to a certain amount of ammo and then like I think like the last fourth of your ammo and then you reload, you'll reload really fast, which is pretty cool. Right. So like there's hop ups for everything. Some guns have multiple. Um, I think there's a few guns that have none. I'm not sure off the top of my head. It was a devotion, by the way. Oh, it was a devotion. Okay. I thought it was the havoc. Or can it be for both? Uh I don't know. It's fine. It's fine. It's, it's okay. Fine. I'll be wrong. It's for both. It's for both. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I just wasn't talking both. about what you were talking about. Well, they're both energy weapons. <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah. Uh so do you know what the new hop ups are or No, I don't know off the top of my head. Okay. I just know that there were new hop-ups. I didn't look into them. I just know they're, they're there. Because that was the only thing I, I could think of. Because, like, no new weapons, but new hop-ups. And new hop-ups can kind of vary some things up as if they are a new weapon. Like, I'm fine. There's a lot of good weapons in the game. And, like, to the point where, like, they've even modified some older weapons to, like, make them better in certain seasons. Where, like, I don't know if you remember, Season 1 Mozambique was, like, you were better off meleeing. But, like, yes. current, current Season Mozambique is practically a sniper rifle. <laughs> so... <laughs> It's really good. And I think Absolutely. a lot of guns are like super valid, even in like a late game fight. Like you can go into like like maybe maybe early to mid game, like almost any gun is valid, but maybe like late game you might be better off with like a fully kitted out like R three oh one versus like a pistol. Yeah, I mean there there are definitely guns that are like objectively better, but there aren't guns that make you feel bad for having them. I, I catch a yeah. lot of crap for it, uh, but I do like having a pistol sometimes. Uh, like, I, feel like like I, I love pistol... the P20 sometimes, you know? <laughs> I was going to say, the only pistol that kind of can feel bad late game, like, if you're playing the Battle Royale mode, is maybe the P20. <laughs> where yeah, you're like... I don't necessarily opt for it later on, unless it's just one that I've had the whole game, and I just have, like, good uh, stuff for it, and I'm like, you know, I've been doing okay with this this whole game. Uh, but even then, it's usually just more as a backup if I've got like a nice general all purpose, like an R301 on the side. Yeah. Uh, but again, I also know that that's objectively worse. 
it's just something that I like sometimes, you know, sometimes yeah, yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. Like, it's still valid. It's not it's not like you're going to just lose because you had a P20. Well, maybe. But like, well, you know, it's most I usually lose because I can't aim properly. Uh, same, that, that's same. me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh-huh. So talked about uh, legend game mode. We talked about the new map. Is there anything else that's uh, coming that we should know about? For Apex? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, that's about all I remember off the top of my head for it. Yeah, I mean, that's certainly all I know about it. We'll see if there's anything we miss, I guess, next week. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, uh, so a couple other games coming out. Um, the biggest one, I think, is Dying Light 2. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This, is, this is a pretty big one. A lot of people really loved the original Dying Light, and... <laughs> What what came before Dying Light was like Dead Island, if anyone played that whenever they were younger or heard it, even maybe they'd never heard of it. But, you know, it's like one of those run around and kill zombie games and make cool craftable weapons. Um, I feel Dying like Light, for yeah, me, at that. least, and I feel like this is kind of the case, but I feel like people are more familiar with just the trailers for Dead Island. Yeah, than, were, than the were, game were, itself. <laughs> true, true, true. Very true. Um, but for dying light a cool thing you could do is like you could parkour into zombies and like do like a slide kick into them which is really cool right um eventually the game kind of got power crept very later on by like just having guns because you don't have guns right off the bat you have like you have to find wacky ways to like melee them to death um and i'm sure dying light 2 is going to be really big for people who played the first one i don't not sure off the top of my head what it adds but they they are multiplayer games so you can play with friends that's an option. <laughs> right. Yeah, so that's something to look out for. I know a lot of people have been... Whoa. When does that, that come out? That comes out on the 4th, which is actually this week. So that's coming out on Friday. Uh, so anyone who's looking for that game, just a reminder, that does come out on Friday, and it will be available. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the last one is one... I saw this game a lot, but I actually don't know a lot about it. But you pointed out something about it, too, uh, literally yeah. today that is interesting. But the game is Sifu. Yeah, I just saw the trailer for this recently. And just I watched the trailer. I'm like, oh, cool. This is like a martial arts game where you run around and you punch people and stuff. And then I'm like, this looks like a lot like that Absolver game. Exactly. <laughs> Which I can't believe I didn't catch on because I also played Absolver and I just didn't notice, I guess. And it turns out they're the same company. <laughs> yeah. That's Which, uh that's pretty fun though. That's really cool. That was a nice catch because I yeah, didn't Absol- notice that. Absolver like kind of went under a lot of radars. Like it wasn't amazing. It it had its problems. Like I think we had some weird server problems when we played it because it was trying to be do like that Dark Souls blend of like you're it's a single player game, but there's other people around you potentially like some people could like join into your game but that didn't really work super well and there was always like a disconnect even if you did try to interact with other players and then like months after it released that all got patched out and you could play it pretty uh well with another person or at least fighting them and getting your butt kicked by them because that's that was a game for me like i'd fight someone else and they just beat me up it um the gameplay style was just think like uh third person you uh alternate between these stances and you're trying to like do a different martial art that can counter another one 
as you alternate between these uh, stances in martial arts. And uh, you have different loadouts for your moves as well. Yeah. Uh, and I believe you had to learn those moves from uh, either going against them or you get them from some bosses, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're like that was like the only way to even get like a weapon. There was like one stance that had a weapon and it was kind of strong because, you know, you have the extra range of having a weapon. <laughs> right. Uh, that was it was the main like Dark Souls vibe of it was the fact that you had to it was a single player game in the sense that you had like a way to complete it, which was to go kill bosses and stuff. But you did have people that could sort of invade. I can't remember if it was necessarily like invading or just that there were people in your vicinity sometimes. Uh, but you could just have someone, you know, kill you on the way to go kill a boss. Uh, and that would be the problem is like trying to get to the boss every time without someone murdering you, which back when it first started, like you said, there were some server issues. Uh, so like getting in a fight with anyone was really a toss up because sometimes it would just lag out real weird and you'd end up dead. Uh, or you would just slowly lose because there would be weird lag every time you go to hit or get hit and you would just like not be able to time the dodges properly or the blocks. Yeah, yeah. And this game does feel very similar to that where it's like the whole martial arts and learning the block. But like it's not it's not the same game or anything. Like if saying Absolver turned you off, it shouldn't. It's it's a different game, but like just seeing how the martial arts played out and seeing how the punches and kicks landed just instantly keyed me into like these being very same and similar, being the same company and everything. Yeah. It'll be yeah, interesting think... to see when it releases if anyone has any problems with it or anything. It looks good on the trailer so far. Like I haven't seen any problems with it. Uh, yeah, it does whenever... look like an interesting game. Whenever I saw it, there was like a main mechanic about aging. Like every time you I think you die, you age in it. So like you start at like age twenty and then if you die you'll age and you'll get a little older. So like maybe by the end of the game you're just an old man at like ninety because you've died seventy times or something. Like which is interesting. I don't know what the, how the aging mechanic necessarily works outside of just you get older if you die, but that's different. <laughs> I mean, uh, you just become that old man martial artist master that mm -hmm. uh, in, in the movies, you know, you're just Mr. Miyagi by the end of it. Mr. Miyagi has lived many lives or or, or, or you just never die and you beat it as a 20 year old. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's uh, that's what's coming out in the next week. There's a lot coming out in uh, February, so we should have something to talk about every week, I think, uh, as opposed to last month. It was a bit dry. Yeah, uh, it was, for opinion. me, it was mostly waiting for Pokemon to come out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, and this this month has a lot of games coming out, but it also will have a big game where I'll have to abandon my friends again to play it. Uh, yeah. Elden Ring. <laughs> yeah, we got that coming. Uh, so we'll be sure to bring that up whenever it's about to come out. Yes, we'll definitely go into in-depth detail about how that game is a Dark Dark Souls-like game. Yes. Bigger. Just like Pokemon Legends of Arceus. <laughs> oh, God. We can we can be done. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, no. we're um, That's all we got today. I think we can head out on that note. Um, you got anything else to say? Remember to dodge roll. Remember to dodge roll, everyone. Wise words from a wise chosen one. 
Yep. If it's got iframes, see you later. <laughs> All right. We're ending on that. Check your iframes. Yeah. <laughs>